Okay, hey ladies and gentlemen, Larry Lawton here. We have a great series and a great podcast with a friend of mine who is making a difference. His name is Chief Frank Adderley, formerly of the Fort Lauderdale Police Department Chief, and now he's the Chief of the West Palm Beach, Florida uh, Police Department. Uh, know him well, great guy. Before I get started, check us out on Patreon, our member programs. Check us out on YouTube programs. Let me welcome Chief. How you doing, Chief? I'm doing great, Larry. Uh, Frank, uh, I, I think I'm going to call you Frank because I'm, I'm going to keep messing that up, you know, because a uh, little background for everybody out there. Uh, uh, Frank and I got to know each other. Wow, it's, man, it's about almost eight, ten years ago. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's a long time. It's like a bit time. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, and uh, I, I think it's great that uh, Chief Adderley is uh, moved from the Fort Lauderdale Police Department to West Palm Police Department and he's making the same difference. I got to meet Frank on a golf course and we really talked and we have great we had great golf matches too. Man. We, we ended up joining the same club and stuff like that, Fort Lauderdale Country Club. And we had a great time and really I got to know him as a person and his heart and what he does care about the community. And, and he's, again, like I say to people, if you're going to commit crime, that's part of getting getting you out of, out of the game because we want to make community safer and better. And as I tell everybody, make good choices. Don't don't make the stupid choices. Okay, Frank, uh, why don't you give us a little background of what's going on in West Palm Beach and how you guys have changed the, the uh, kind of outlook of the place? Uh, well, I, uh, right it, I've been the uh, police chief here uh, since June of 2019. I uh, saw when I first came in here, you know, a number of open drug sales. We looked at a number of homicides that uh, dated back to like 2015. We got over 120 plus uh, homicides that are unsolved. Uh, mostly when you look at them, it's related to the drug sale, open market drug sales. So um, we're looking to change that here in the city. We, we uh, put some resources together. We got a lot of support from our federal partners, the FBI, DEA, um, the uh, Marshal Services. Uh, they're, uh, you know, all have task forces in place. Uh, we have the uh, uh, ICE that's uh, helping us on the uh, human trafficking cases, which is like another size band as it relates to prostitution here in the city. Um, you know, we're, we're very vigilant in what we do here. I think we got uh, a force now. We're allotted 314 officers. When I first came in, it was 299. And uh, so with some growth there, I think uh, men and women of the West Palm Beach Police Department come to work every day to work hard and they're committed to keeping the city safe. We get a lot of support from the community and uh, and everybody in the community, no matter if it's a high crime area or a low crime area, everybody wants to have a safe community and we're working well with them. Do you, do you find that you had to uh, buck some old trends in the police? Like most police, when I talk about police reform on my channel and all over now, uh, I, I never say defund the police, I actually say give them more money but spend it the right way. I mean, I don't think police departments need tanks and all this crap. I'd rather see <clears throat> money, me, and I, I talk about it a lot, go towards programs and people, and I don't care who it is and what it is, Frank. I just always, when I see small, especially small departments, where, you know, they got these Humvees and this stuff from the Army and stuff, so you gotta maintain, you gotta train people. They might get it free, but the manpower, 
the insurance, the maintenance is not free. And if we could take that money, and whether it's youth centers or whether it's crime prevention, education in schools, I think, is a big thing. You always know I, I would back that. Have you found that you had, I know you're community-minded. You've always been. I mean, because you, listen, you used to live in the hood. You used to be the hood down in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, you grew up where you became the police chief. I mean, you're in law enforcement how many years, right? Forty. Forty years, man. Wow, we're the same age. Making me feel old there, partner. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and uh, I, I, so I watched you work. Right. And have you seen it tougher up here, like bringing that culture? You had a great culture down. People knew you forever in Fort Lauderdale. Well, um, it's a little different here uh, when I look at, say, violent crime. I mean, I look at some of these homicides where you got groups of 10 to sometimes up to 20, even more. Uh, they know who the shooter is. They know the victim that's lying, that's deceased in the middle of the roadway. or And uh, they've witnessed this violent incident, and nobody wants to get involved. Uh, they talk about the retaliation and uh, the fear of retaliation. And uh, I believe that uh, everyone kind of knows what the retaliation rules are. Um, you know, you have uh, the criminal, whether it's a drug dealer, he's going to shoot it out with another drug dealer. Okay, uh, I shoot you, you shoot me, and we want to keep that amongst ourselves, and we don't want the police to come in and try to s settle our dispute. Is it changing? I'm just trying to explain the situation. Okay. So, uh, and then everybody knows what that retaliation rule is. So, then you have the other part where you have like the person who witnessed this incident. They see that, you know, these two people are shooting it out themselves. They don't. They don't want to get involved in it. So that leads to no one wants to get involved, and you kind of understand that part of the rule. But they got a different rule here in the city that I've never seen before. And that's when you have like a parent that watched a child get murdered. Or you have a child that watched a parent get murdered. Or a sibling. Or a very close relative. In one incident we got a wife that watched her husband get murdered. And they know who the shooter is. And everybody stood around and watched it. And these relatives that are real close to these victims who want closure for themselves and the other members in their family refuse to cooperate. I never saw that being part of the retaliation or the fear retaliation rule book. I mean, when you look at some of the most violent cities in America, you don't hear, oh, I watched my child get murdered and I'm not going to cooperate with the LAPD and Watts. You know, I mean, I didn't really, I didn't see anything like that in Fort Lauderdale. So, uh now that you are seeing it, if you want to call it that, to see it not, what are you doing to combat it? I mean, is there like, do you, do you go out now? I hear they have things where uh, police go out with social workers. Uh, I don't know if that's here uh, or some way to get to a kid. You know, you, you got to remember that. I always say to cops, put yourself in the kid's position. Uh, I grew up in the Bronx, New York, and. Uh, you know, it was a rough neighborhood, and uh, you had to put yourself with kids hearing gunshots and all this, and every day, and they fear the police. They've talked about the police in a negative way a lot, and and you guys are coming in in a good way, and I know that, but they don't know that, and so how are you getting to them? What's your answer to something you haven't seen? 
Well, I think uh, the city of West Palm Beach has a lot of social programs, uh, a lot of social programs. Uh, they do a lot of stuff for the uh, homeless outreach and also uh, our uh, youth. I think we have a group of professionals that are doing amazing work with them. Uh, our support of them and our partnership with them, I would say, is a good one. Uh, but still, again, I mean, we're kind of missing it when we have all of these violent incidents and people are dying and we have a community that stood around and say it's okay to allow this to happen so i mean i don't i don't really think this is a matter of let's get our kids on the right track it's a matter of where the adults that are definitely have created these that have created these patterns and and that's shown that these violence can exist and be accepted in their neighborhoods. But how are you changing it? I mean, it has to be something you're doing except the status quo. Uh, whether it's like when I said children, it's get the next generation or or the the family see that. I mean, is I know the mindset out there. I really do, and and that hurts me because you know I always about I was always as long as I known you, is to break down that us against them mentality of the community against the police, but what hurts obviously is incidents like the Minnesota and that and that asshole did what he did, and it hurts because as I talked to Chief Moyo, it was Palm Bay, and I, you might have saw that video, and and he says Larry, there's no excuse. That's a human thing. You gotta, you got even though. I personally feel a little bit tough for the, for the guys who are two days on the job, and he's a 19-year-old, 19-year veteran or whatever, showing them what to do. I almost feel bad for them because I know the culture and you know, how do you back talk them? How do you say no? How do you do things? I get what Chief told me. The other Chief, knowing you, I look at it in a different way, Frank. I look at it in, in you and say, how can we, even my community, my whole channel, how could we try to help? Believe it or not, we, we get emails from all over the world, even here in West Palm Beach. When I get them, I laugh because they'll say something. I go, man, that's my man. I know, I know the guy. I know the mayor, and I know you. And I know you guys are here to try to make this place a better place. You're not here to, to, to get people. Yes, you have to sometimes... Uh, arrest people, put them in prison, stop the drug trade, stop this trade, or whatever it is. But to ha you can't give up. You've never seen this trend, you said, from in your 30, 30, well, 40 years in law enforcement. You've never seen this culture that they have up here. Well, uh, let me say make sure you, we're, we're, you understand what my point is. I don't, I, 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 I hear the retaliation as a excuse of saying we want to have a strong community and we want to eliminate these people that are making it dangerous for other people. Okay? The reasons and the situations I just never seen before. I can't understand a, ch a person who watched their father get murdered say, we need justice for our family. I, I, I don't understand. I can't relate to it. I don't know how. Uh, you're, t you're talking them saying street justice for their family. There's no street justice. It's not like, and it's not like we're going to go and get the guy that did it. 
When you say justice, I mean, listen, you shoot my what, family. No, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying right now, I mean, we could clear a number of homicides if we had people that gave us a statement saying, I saw this. And we have other things that we could corroborate with the testimony and we could successfully prosecute these cases. And they elect not to because they're afraid. Now, if it's, well, I'm gonna get the guy, but they don't get the guy, and now this guy really have them believing that they are afraid of him. So he just bullies everybody and he's the big bully in the neighborhood. There's only one way to get rid of the bully. Absolutely. We got to take this person out of this community and it's incarcerated. He needs to be incarcerated. He needs to be held accountable for these violent acts so these victims of the, these family members could be get some uh, closure. Closure. Yeah. I mean, this is where we're at. So, you know, it all comes back to trust. I think, uh, you know, our profession as a whole has lost a lot of trust, specifically in high crime neighborhoods. And, uh, you know, we got to work hard to, to change that. So every chance I get, you ask me what I do, every chance I get to interact and talk to new people and let them get to know who I am, I take advantage of it. I don't want them to know that I'm just a regular guy who just want to do something good for the community and I want to help them make their neighborhood safe. And, and do you have your, uh, I mean, is there any special training you're doing with your cops, community oriented training? Do you have like groups that go out and, and try to interact? I, when I was a kid, Frank, in New York City, we knew the cops. Not only do we know the cops, they were beat cops. You know, I mean, they literally walked the streets and you'd get to know them, man. And they used to break up our card games and do all the shit, what we did. But we got to know them. And Frank, they literally, like, you trusted them. Like, your mom would say, hey, listen, did you see my kid kick his ass, tell him to get his ass home? They knew the cop. And it was like they trusted the cop. To, to the, I remember the cop taking me home. And, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, I'm not saying to walk the beat, but there's got to be a way... That, that more people can interact with the community instead of just driving by, you know, here's, here's Popo, you know, here they come, and yeah. duck. Well, let me just say this, Larry. I, I, I think where my approach has been here, uh, you know, I'm the police chief. I control resources here on a daily basis. And I make sure that our agency respond to the needs of the community. And I'll tell you a story. I was here two weeks, three weeks, and I go to a meeting one night, and this woman was there and you know she's a single parent she got three young kids and it lit she was literally crying crying because she felt that she lived in a very dangerous neighborhood drugs being sold in front of her property shots people being shot gunfire late at night she's afraid to come outside she's got three young kids she's a single parent I mean and the woman was literally in tears. And she said she kept calling the West Palm Beach Police Department and no one would show up. And she kept saying how, you know, no one would answer her calls. And I gave that woman that night my cell number. And I said, the next time this thing happens, I want you to call me and we're gonna take care of it. Well, about three nights later, it's about 11.30 one night, and she calls me, texts me on my phone. It just so happens we had some officers that were just finishing an arrest. I called him up, our canine officer, Dave Barr, and uh, he, he was with a couple other uh, uh, patrol officers. I said, where you at? He was right around the corner. I said, go here. This is the description of these people. 
I'm saying in 10 minutes of the phone, the text that I had from this woman who really felt that the service was bad here, we had all the drug dealers on the ground, they took all the drugs, and one guy had a gun. The woman was ecstatic. She was ecstatic, Larry. She says because that's the quickest response she ever got, and they actually got the drugs and the violent people in the street. Well, guess what she did? She calls another meeting, and she brings me in. She introduces me to 10 other people. And she tells the story just like I just told you. And what do you think? Those 10 other people walked away and they had my phone number. And I get these numbers at night and I'm coordinating resources that are responding to their, their needs in the community. So when people talk about reform and we need to cut back on resources, let me tell you something. The people that live in these neighborhoods with all this violent crime, they're not saying that. They're saying something completely different. you know. And when they talk about Black Lives Matter, we need to talk about 120 plus black males that were killed by another, that were killed by black males, and this community have says it's okay. Well, obviously you changed those minds, and you are changing minds just because of response. And obviously, you know this: you could ask for help so many times, and when you never get it, you quit. You're a new face. You came in and you changed things. And I, re you know, I remember when we talked. I remember coming, you know, when you got hired on, and, and I was at, I was at the parties and everything else. And I knew what you were going to do because I knew you from Fort Lauderdale, and I knew you were going to be hands on. You weren't going to be one of these guys sit behind the desk. I'm, I, I'm the guy with the stars. You do all the shit. You do, you know, you're not like that. You're a guy who gets, gets in the gutter, so to speak. And I don't mean you're out doing patrols, but you got your. I call your fingers into, into, into everything in the community, which I think the community needs to see even more. But what you're doing, you know, is not sustainable. What you're doing is not sustainable. When you train the people under you to do more of that, it's like that pyramid, that's sustainable. And it's I always say it's the culture of a police department. And it comes from the top. I'm, I'm the biggest guy who blames police chiefs. Because they say, well, you know, it was the cop. Is it? No, wait a minute. If it keeps happening and things happen, you either not do a training, you're not, you're, or if you're, listen, I know enough about law enforcement. If you have an asshole chief of police, just let's just say he just doesn't like kids or whatever, and he says, fuck the kids, and every kid needs to be arrested for every little stupid thing, and he's an asshole, you're going to have assholes below you. If you're a community minded, positive outlook chief of police who wants the crime, lives in the community, you're going to get cops that are going to follow that. I learned that when I got my badge, right, with the chief of police. Uh, and you met him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a great guy, man. Well, how come you don't have your badge tonight? That's what I want to I, I, I do have it. It's home. <laughs> it's not on, Frank. I don't work. <laughs> That's a great one. I'm actually going out there uh, to train him. I'm going out there in May uh, with, with this, this truck here. I'm going out there. I'm going to be training their officers. But And we talk about how... The, it, the culture of a police department starts from the top. It always did. It's not one of these things that, oh, the guy's on the bottom, or, hey, we want this, and, and then it goes up. Like, you know, like you can have a union. Right. You're the boss. The way you are as a police chief is the way your police officers are going to come. Obviously, you were hired to make the change, and I saw the change, and I do you see it? Do you see an upward tick, or you've been in there now, what, is it two years? Uh, June this year would make two years. Wow, man, Frank, it's been so long. So it's two years. Wow, time flies. Have you seen the change? Uh, a change? 
Well, you know, for me, you know, you hear what the stories, and then you see what we're doing now. I mean, if you compare what we're doing now to what the stories are, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit's different, but I can't really see the change because I wasn't there. You know, I, I wasn't there to evaluate it. I can't say, you know, it was bad. But numbers say something. Are numbers better, worse? Uh, murders, uh, violent crime, property crime, drug crime. Is it up or down, or is it going up or down? Well, I mean, I think, you know, when you put a bunch of chiefs in a room, you know, the big thing they talk about is how many homicides you have. And uh, we got a system here in West Palm Beach, I think, is definitely working when it comes to homicide. We have a shot spotters. I don't know... Uh, I think a lot of the big cities have it now. Is the technology that tells you right, right, when, right. When, the when, sound, right? Yeah. yeah. For what I've seen, every time. Tell the audience what that is. Well, it's technology. It's it's uh, uh, microphones that are strategically placed throughout the neighborhoods, mostly high crime neighborhoods. So when they detect gunfire, it's automatically alerts the police. We're responding code three to those those calls. We got the fire department with the paramedics that are also re responding code three. Um, when I first came here, I mean, there was a number of nights that we stood at St. Mary's emergency room thinking we're going to be adding another homicide to the list and the surgeons saved them. And that was because of that new system? They call well, I mean, we got a system which I think is about 98% accurate. Uh, I was told the other day by uh, our Lieutenant uh, Hagen that uh, uh, based on the, uh, our response times, we got two minutes and 40 seconds from the time the shot is detected, detected that uh, an officer is on the scene. So our response time is two minutes and 40 seconds, and along with us is the paramedics. So we got someone that's been, just been shot. Uh, we got the paramedics that are working on this person very quickly. We get them uh, transport, and we got, for what, I, what I've seen here, the top surgeons that definitely rocking and rolling. There's a lot of shootings here in uh, West Palm Beach, and there's a lot of shootings in Riviera Beach, which is just north of us. So combined together, there's a lot of surgeons that get a lot of practice when it comes to treating. Which is good, you know what I mean? I think if I got shot, I want the guy that's going to do my surgery, you know. He guy, knows what he's doing. The yeah. guy that did a thousand of them, not the one that uh, just, you know, <laughs> the this, the, this the second time I'm on my own, you know what I mean? So, but uh, some good people, I mean, and, and that they, they are definitely saving lives. The, where I think the issue is and what it shows is we still have open drug sales. We still have a number of shootings we're working to reduce the, both of them. I think once we get this open drug market under control, I believe that we're going to make a change here. Uh, but we still have a lot of work to do. Uh, and I think we're kind of fortunate we have, you know, the, f the federal resources that's coming in is assisting us in doing it. And, and and is it man? Obviously, you increased in the beginning. You said you started with two hundred ninety cops or something. Two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Right. And you added fifteen. Yeah. So you got three fourteen, and uh, obviously you got the money for that. And is it is it paying dividends? Well, here's well, what you got to look at. I think that I think the best practice and what kind of is like the uh, uh, mark of the trade is. Uh, three officers for every 
thousand residents and if you go by that formula we're still short uh, 16 officers we should be at a population of uh, 110,000 residents uh, we should uh, have a we should have uh, 330 cops so you know I think uh, that's one of our goals is to increase that number to get to 330 and uh, uh, we got to attract good people to do these jobs. You know, yeah, they, they, currently we're dealing with uh, some financial situation here in the city, and uh, over the years, I think uh, we've had some challenges financially. We got uh, our mayor and a city administrator that's definitely putting a plan together to change that for our city. And as we grow, I'm, I'm just hoping that. We take care of our officers and give up the benefit package. So, because currently we're like one of the lowest paid in the county, and we definitely would like to see that change. Well, I always said paying more, and it, obviously, and you know this, how hard it is to attract people anymore into the law enforcement profession in today's time, so to speak. You know, it wasn't uh, obviously. I hate to see him get attracted just for a few dollars. I want people to love the job, passionate, and most of them are. Uh, and I always believe a lot of cops come to come to the job with the intent. It's kind of like politicians. They go there with a good intent and they get fucked up in there. Same with a lot of cops. I mean, they either get jaded, they see a lot of violence, they don't get the support from the leadership team or the city or whoever it is. But obviously it's a hard thing recruiting good people and recruiting people from the community. I always say it's hard, you know. I often say, you know, people ask me about my badge. I said, yes, it's an honorary cop, but sadly, I couldn't work for a police department because I'm a felon. Uh, I know my felony is a little different, but there's minor felons, I, and I know, I don't know what the law is anymore, if you could hire uh, misdemeanor offenders or something of that nature. Because, you know, kids that come from the neighborhood, they get wrapped up in something stupid, they're in the apartment, what they all get, the guy pleads out to a misdemeanor bullshit charge, and now the kid can't even, and he might be a great cop, he's street knowledge, he knows the neighborhood. Even me, I, I mean, obviously, Frank, I don't want to be the cop. I mean, I am an honorary cop. You know what I mean. No, no, I think there's um, some misdemeanors that are accepted. Um, you know, I, I don't think violent felons would be accepted. I Not me. No, no, I'm just saying. I mean, you ducked that one good. No, no, you're not a violent felon. You didn't kill anybody. You kill anybody. <laughs> I don't think you shot anyone. You just broke into uh, yeah. buildings, right? Yeah. You think you're Frank? Oh boy, we had some good conversations on golf courses. Uh, I I, I want to know uh, how we or how my community or people. Because they always want to support. I, I was telling people in the beginning, we, we started what they call a discord. You wouldn't know what that is probably at your age. I didn't know until my team told me. Discord is its own server. It's it's an amazing tool. Uh, and we have like 10,000, what we call them, rabid fans. That if I told them to come to your website and shut it down and spam you and do everything in the world to mess with you, they do it. But I do it the right way. You know, I have a whole, I have rules in there. You can't uh, disparage it. There's no racism. There's no sexism. I, it's my server. And to come in, we have different rooms for a positive stuff. And I go on once a week and, and, and we help. And people want to do help. These are young people, Frank. These are people in there under 25, 30, you know, and, and younger. And they want to help. So whenever I, I look for things to 
to push them through and we call it the uh, action crew Larry Lawton action group and we have made a difference we got cameras in the Palm Bay Police Department they didn't want you know they were bucking you know body cameras and I went to the chief we and I and I explained to him a great situation I said chief let me tell you something and we, we ended up starting out on a bad foot but then he realized I came from the truth and the heart and, and I'll tell it like it is but I said to him chief you, you don't have cameras let me give you a scenario two kids got a gun they're about to go into a 7-eleven and Robert and the cop pulls up sees the kid to the gun the kid points the gun right at the cop cop doesn't shoot, but he points it right. The cop clearly has a right to shoot. He shoots, kills the kid. Kid falls, the gun drops. The other kid takes the gun and runs. Now you have a cop who killed a kid without a gun. He's going to say it was a gun. He's going to do everything else. There's no camera. They didn't get anything on camera. If I'm a cop, Frank, I don't know if your I don't even know if your department has cameras. If I'm a cop, I wouldn't go to a department because it protects good cops. Cameras protect good cops. They're there anyway. Why are you waiting for the community to have them? Well, I think the cameras are not an issue here in West Palm. They were like either the first or second agency oh, in the county to have body cameras. Um, so, and they had body cameras here when the city of Fort Lauderdale at the time when I was there did not have them. Uh, it was a state, you know, the, the statute that restrict. Um, um, recording people who were not a subject of a criminal investigation. Uh, we had a senator, Chris Smith, from Fort Lauderdale, that represented the Fort Lauderdale area, that worked in Tallahassee to change that statute that so it can be legally done. And that's what eventually led to Fort Lauderdale getting the cameras. But that was well after I had left. But you know, you look at a city like West Palm, very progressive thinking and they did it prior to the change of the statute. So uh, I, that was like a non-issue when I came here. Body cameras were here prior to me getting here. Uh, the system works very well, I think. Uh, I think the officers that have, been, that have been in the situation that you just described definitely recognize the benefits of it. You know, I was only getting to that point. That's what our action crew did. We ended up getting on that and, and pushing politicians, pushing people in the city. You know, the money's there. Obviously, they can get the money from the cops programs and what a lot of different ways. Uh, what can we do to help? You know, I'm going to tell you what you can do. And uh, a lot of people, when I tell them this, they look like they look at me like I'm crazy. How about just treating us fair? Treat us fair. You know, sometimes the police make mistakes. It's our f fault, we screwed things up, we're held accountable for our actions. But more times than that is when we did it right and you people want to take away the, narr the narrative that showed that we did it right and they want to be able to change the positive of a story for whatever reason. Because anytime you could attack the police and and, and make it a bad thing for the police. People want to hear that. And I just say to people, get the much information, make a fair and objective uh, decision on your thought process when it comes to these incidents involving the law enforcement. Do you think, do you, uh, I get that, because I always say, you know, cops do a lot of good too. And uh, I didn't know, I was gonna mention something that happened to me, I'll tell you offline what happened. Uh, and it, it, 
I, I'll, it's a crazy story, but uh, I, I look at that as the, I think more positive always has to be done. But when you have a bad apple, Frank, and this is the key, they got to go. And uh, I think what hurts a lot of police departments is, is what they know who the bad apples are. You know, you have 200, 314 cops. I asked the CEO, who had 200 employees, and, and I said, do you know who the bad employee is? He goes, we do. I go, what do you do? Because we try to retrain them. And what happens when you can't retrain them? He goes, I got to fire them. That's what cops need to do. And I, I, I'm sure there's more to it with unions and all the bullshit that goes along with that. And maybe that hurts or not. I'm not sure. I'm not, and I'm four. My dad was a union guy his whole life. And he was a union delegate. You know my story. But my thing is when the community sees a cop not being held accountable. As quick as a, a civilian would, you know. When I seen something, whether it's the uh, the Chavez thing, the guy in Minnesota or whoever it is, and he doesn't get arrested for forty eight hours or whatever it is, Larry Lawton would have been arrested that night. Fuck it, clear as cut would have been fucking arrested that night. And if I see an incident, and you know him, you've been around for forty years, Frank. And not only are you around for forty years, I know you're a, like a common sense guy, you know. Not on a golf course, you fucking want strokes all the time with me, but the <laughs> my point to you is uh, that's what I think people want to see, and I, I'm sure it's hard. And you no, I, and, it. and, and it's, and it's to, to add to that, I think it's imperative that we be transparent, and we definitely hold people accountable. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned this, bad cops, and and we're protecting them, and I was at one of these like town hall meetings one night, and this guy gets up and he says, and why are you protecting all the bad cops in West Palm Beach? So I said to the guy, who are they? I don't know. Well, I mean, who, who you know, you got to tell me what the names are. So, you know, that's just another example of lack of information. And, uh, you know, everybody's getting up in arms about something with actually no facts. You know, we had a discussion one night about police reform and how we need to cut the police budget. To me, reform means change. So give me the list of things that you think we should change. And the guy says, well, I think you need to do more uh, um, engagement with the community. I think that's a good suggestion. But you know, we got about 25 programs here in the West Palm Beach. Can you tell me five of them? No. How about two? No. So, I mean, I think before you come out and say you're not doing it, maybe you need to learn about the ones that we are. And if you really are concerned about the enhancement of our level of service, how about critiquing those 25 programs and tell us how we can do it better. And when you come to me and they say, I have an idea of how we can do it better, trust me, I'm going to listen to them. Well, I know you will. There's no question you will. You've listened to me, and we, we've actually did things and tried things and stuff like that, and I, and, I, and I love that about you. What I meant is in the general, I think your cops, every one of them, they hang out with each other, they do shit, they, they go out, they party, they do, you know, they're regular people, they're normal people. They know who the assholes are, if they're assholes, if, unless you think you have 314 fucking great guys. I think that is unrealistic in any business. In any business. My business, I got five people. Well, I take it. Okay, this this take And I'm not I'm not, no, I'm not no, no, I'm not no, 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 attacking any What I'm saying here is Larry, I think you have to look at okay, an officer does something and it generates a complaint. 
the police department responds to that complaint. They investigate it, internal affairs, statements, investigations done, and now the department, well, the police chief, has to make a decision as to what he's going to do for his discipline of this officer. Okay, tell me the case where I said it wrong. You know, tell me the decision that I made that was wrong. And we have this conversation. But what, what, what gets me here is, and you say, what can people do here, is let's talk about facts and let's keep it fair and objective. Okay. And, and, but when you say, you know, when somebody comes to me and says, I'm protecting all of the bad cops, but they can't tell me what the names are, and they say, you've done, I don't know, 25 cases here in internal affairs where I made the call. They don't know any of them. They don't know what the decisions were. So how do they come in and tell me I'm covering for them when they don't even understand what the what the what the situation is? They need to be more informed before they get involved, be a part of the discussion. Do you think you're being a little naive to think people won't come to you because they don't think something will happen? Uh, let me give you an incident. Uh, cops on the street, and he's in an area, he fucking bitch slaps somebody, does some a bunch of shit, and the person went to the cops already a few times, and they said, get out of here, you're a pussy, take your beat, and you're a street kid, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know, I'm just giving you. Do you think, obviously, I'm the kind of kid that grew up where the cops did shit, and we never hated the cops. We never hated the cops. We respected them, and they respected us as either criminals or kids. What do you, if we got out of whack... When I, what you're talking about now, murders and this shit and or whatever. But we were kids and we were doing stupid shit and eh, whatever, drinking in the streets, doing shit, growing up or whatever. And we never had the, that. We didn't skip. But we never would go to a supervisor and say, oh, that cop. Come the cop that's hit us with the billy sticks back in the day in the, in the early 70s and take out shit. And you know what? It was part of the game. Now, I get that this, this times have changed. I always don't. I want people, Frank. To, think, to have the confidence, and I think you're saying it, is even come to you without having to go to somebody and say, hey, listen, Chief, I saw this incident. I want you to investigate it and see what it is because they don't trust somebody up the line. Obviously, you've gained the trust of the one lady you told about the stories you called you at 1130 at night. And, and then one lady turned into to 10. 10. You know what that 10 is to now? How about 30? 30. But that's you, Frank. That's I know your personality, and I know how you work. I want that to be, obviously, with your department, we're going to help push that. But with, with even other departments, I want people to realize maybe these chiefs of police need to know it. When I, I'll give you an incident. I had a bad incident in West Melbourne, Florida. Uh, my girl, Teresa, you know her, and she had an incident at her, at, at her house, and three cops really bullied the shit out of her. And I mean bad. And her daughter was there, told me the whole story. I went to the police department. I got to see a commander. He blew me off like I wasn't even fighting. Oh, it's not a big deal. I, I looked, I said, if, if this, at the time, if this 58-year-old lady is scared, or whatever, maybe he was 55 at that time, there's a problem. If you cops are bullying a 55-year-old lady, whatever it is, whether they don't know how to communicate or whatever, and you just blew me off. Boy, I had a bad taste in my mouth at that point. And... You know, I, I've, I've had my good, I, I, and I'm very open with law enforcement. I tell, if they're a good cop, I tell them a good cop. And, I, and I, even when they don't, it's not my way, because I know you're 40 years in law enforcement. 
I'm a 40-year criminal. We have both different skill sets. Obviously, your skill set is you got to manage 300 other fucking cops. I had to manage a crew of fucking three or four. My point to you is I want the communities to know that they need to maybe go to their police chiefs directly. Uh, and if they have to, I know you don't want to hear from everybody calling you up saying, hey, chief, chief. But if you gave your number out, we're not going to tell you. If you gave your number out to your community, that shows that you would listen to one of them when they called and say, hey, chief, I saw what your cop did and it was wrong. Larry, they don't even understand what my system is here. I have a packed house in a certain neighborhood and I give them my cell number. And, that, and, I, and I have this rule. You have to text me with your name and address and tell me what neighborhood you live in. So if there's a, this incident in this city and I need to get some information, I just pull up my cell phone, I type in the, the neighborhood, and I got 10 people I can call. Oh, great move, yeah. You talk about a database, and, it's, and I walk around with it in my pocket every day, okay? And they trust you and you trust them? Right, and you know, that's, uh, this thing has worked this worked for me like you would not believe in Fort Lauderdale, and it's working for me right here in West Palm. Good for you. Larry, and then, you know, let me just respond. You know, you talk about the guy that go up to the kid and slap the kid or go to the house and he wants to intimidate the 58-year-old lady. You know, there's a lot of perceptions of, you know, what really happened. But here in West Palm, all we got to do is look at the body camera, and we hear exactly what people said, and then we make a decision. I had a friend of mine the other day, she called, she, called, she called me up, she's an attorney in this law firm, she says, oh, you know, our assistant came in contact with a, uh, a police service aide and the lady was rude and she's a victim of a hit and run and the lady's like, we can't do anything to help you, we're not going to investigate this and blah, 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 blah. We pulled the body camera. It was 1,000% inaccurate. Inaccurate. The lady was top professional. Uh, she should have got a medal. <laughs> did everything that she was supposed to do. And I called her up and I said, this is what was seen I saw on the body camera. And she could not believe that this woman in the office just made this whole thing up. I mean, but a lot of these conversations that leads to people getting angry and upset, it's not factual. And we've got to educate them, and we need to do everything we can to provide them with the information so that they can make an educated choice rather than, than, than uh, making choices that are not factual. You just said what I thought was great, and which is all police departments should have body cameras. <laughs> I mean, obviously, how else could you know if there was no body cameras? How do you know who's right? I understand that. But still, again, I mean, when we're in Lauderdale, there was a law that said you couldn't do it legally. And, uh, uh, you know, we had back then three attorneys that were elected officials, and they actually, they recognized the statute for what it was at the time. And But when they saw that our local state senate, Senator Chris Smith made a, dis a difference in changing that statute, uh, that's when they did it. So... Um, you know, I don't. I can't speak for all the agencies in the United States. There could be one of these uh, uh, two-party consent states that have the language in the law that doesn't allow you to do it, like well, okay. Florida had. Yeah, I, 
agree. But our goal with my with my action crew has been to go to police departments, and I didn't know that what you just said. So I just learned some. And but we got obviously Florida must have cleared it where they can, because now we're not getting. We're we're actually having more do what they call tests. They do it on a night shift to do certain this, and then they because they you know as the chief told me he says yeah we got to look at you know we're gonna have to have hire a person to look through the cameras and take out the people who aren't there, and and there's a lot of footage and storage and and all that. And I think that's the hurdles that are easy to easy to fix. You know the money hurdle, the guy or a guy, hire a tech guy. Listen, I do it as a businessman. So I think it's the highest, but I think it's the mentality that I'm always impressed with you, and you and even West Palm Beach or what now. And I know you got a supportive, like you said, you got a supportive mayor, and I guess your city your city manager, or if they have that, or city administrator, or whatever they call them here. Uh, and that's important because you need that backing, whether it's funds or whether it's uh, policy or something of that nature. But in closing, uh, we're going to do that. We're going to help you. We're going to. I'm going to do something. We're going to have some kind of fun with my discord when I talk to him about this this podcast that we're doing and we're going to do something in West Palm Beach to maybe push a little bit of a positive message uh, out there to do stuff uh, what advice would you give to a police chief coming in you've been you've been a police chief for a long time right 10 years more uh, yeah this I'm going on 10 years 10 years as a police chief 40 years in law enforcement what do you what, what advice do you give to either law enforcement today in today's culture and environment or uh, the police side, or even the community. I know the community side is work with us and trust us a little or get the facts. That's great. I and mean, that, that's something I'll use to tell people. Get the facts first. Now, if the facts are bad, like this Chavez guy, what he did on the neck and all, prosecute him. Put, put, put him in jail. Right. Uh, get the trust of the community back. Well, I, and I think the only way you're going to really do that is you got to engage them. you got to talk to them. you got to get out. you got to know them. Uh, I think that uh, in order to really clearly understand the city in which, you know, you serve, you serve as the uh, police chief, you got to know the people. You got to know what their concerns are in the neighborhood so that you can be able to direct the resources to address what their, uh, their needs are. And I think when people interact with you and you recognize what their concerns are, and they see a response from the police department, they really know that you care. I love your thing with the, the cell phones. I don't know how much even I would want to do that for <laughs> getting my number out to everybody in the book. But it's working, and, and I'm glad to see there is progress being made. A two-year mark. Well, know. let me just tell you about the cell phone. So when like somebody calls me and it, I don't have a name, I don't even answer it. So, you know, I think they got like a lot of people that want to send me all these prank calls and this kind uh, of thing. And, you know, I get a lot of messages from like Amazon saying how I'm going to get a free laptop computer. Boy, boy, everybody knows that's a scam. Delete. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We got so many. I get so much shit now. You know, I get the IRS guy calling me. And he's an Indian. You you owe the money and you could get See, a I, gift card at Walmart. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't I wouldn't even answer that phone call. Because right. this person never texted me and gave me their name and number and uh, address where they live. That's a great thing. And then, all, like you said, just go to your contacts, hit whatever street or area it is, and then they all Ten pop people up. I can call up and say, hey, you know, we had an incident in your neighborhood two days ago. You know anything about it? Anybody that's talking? Who can we talk do to? Do you do that? Or yeah. do you have somebody else do that? I do it. I love that. I do it. I do it. That's how you make contact with the people. 
You know, yeah, I've been I've been here since June of 19. I got a lot of contacts here in the city, and I'm, my contacts are going to continue to grow. And I'm going to engage them. I'm going to make sure that they know who I who I am. And when they call me and they need me, I'm going to definitely respond to them. And what are you going to do about? I mean, what's the immediate future for the getting the drug gangs or the drug street street dealers and stuff? Is it do you have well, task force? Yeah, we got. Like I said, I mean, you know, we we got a lot of uh, federal partners that's bringing a lot of resources here to West Palm Beach. We uh, have a a crime su suppression unit that's working, you know, very hard and dealing with the open drug sale market, and uh, they're making a big impact. They still have that where they on a corner and people ride by. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought that was open years ago, open. man. That's Wide crazy. open, crazy. Wide open, bro. When I think about that, Frank. I think I remember that was in the '80s. You remember the '80s? You know, they had the guy on the corner, the crack. Remember the crack? Then they had the crack dealers. So. From our perspective, I think that the more we put pressure on them and we disrupt their daily operation, we're going to get control of this. But right now, they are wide open. We don't have complete control of it, and we're working hard to get it. And you need the help of the community. Absolutely. Great. With that said, Frank, I want to thank you for coming on. You're great. You always are. Always, my friend. Great guy, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chief Frank Adderley, West Palm Beach Police Department, one of the good guys I've uh, known for years. We're going to have to hit golf course again there, Frank, soon. Uh, any last words to my audience? Well, I just want to thank you, Larry. You came all the way here to the city, and it's definitely the uh, exit on Okeechobee. <laughs> I still don't think there's an exit on Okeechobee. <laughs> and everybody that lives in West Palm Beach know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> Not but, on the uh, turnpike. <laughs> on the turnpike. Yes, it is. <laughs> Well, maybe I didn't get to it because GPS was telling me to go a different way. <laughs> anyway, but uh, this is a great opportunity tonight to actually engage and have this discussion here. And uh, obviously, every time I get an opportunity to do this, it gives me another opportunity to meet new people and uh, get our word out to let them know that we're definitely dedicated to keeping our city safe. You know, people who know my channel say they always say, Larry tells it like it is. He, he don't bash anybody, but he's, he will tell it when it's wrong or right. And I do that, and it, like whether it's private prisons or whatever it is, I go after whatever it is because I do my research and stuff, and I never check go after a cop that's bad unless I know the whole facts. And and, I, and even then, I, I try to get to the people who can make the decision to make it better because that's what we're all here to do, really. I mean, I have no qualms, and you know that against anybody with law enforcement, FBI, my case, and anything else. It is, you know, I just found out that the FBI agent in my case died, and he was a good guy, Matt Mullen, and uh, it's sad, I mean, he treated me with respect, and I know, he, hey, Larry, I got you, I've been looking for you for six years, <laughs> but that, that's here and there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chief Frank Adderley, West Palm Beach Police Department, check out the links below, and you can look at what their police department does, you can look at Frank's uh, uh, bi biography and everything else in the links below. Have a great day, man. Stay safe. Make good choices, guys. And remember, no matter what choices you make, you can always turn around and make the best choices after that, and you can change your life. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe.